0: fighters how's it going i hope you're having an incredible day it's wednesday it's time for the street fight basement show we've been dealing with some technical problems some personal problems but we came here like we do every single week to do the show brian and i in the basement uh talking shit about the world what's going on trying to spread this mess across the u.s and flatten everything so people can live freely and be liberated if you want to talk to us, we do a show on Sunday nights, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time, where you can call and talk to us. Uh, they're some of the best shows we do, and I like hearing from all y'all out there. So check it out. You can watch us also as we do the show. Where there's a chat and everything. You can talk to other people. Head to uh, Twitch. Just let's just say Twitch. I, I'm trying to. We we're so close to getting this affiliate status. So Twitch.tv/FreeFightRadio. Tomorrow night we're going to do a board game stream that's only going to happen on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Street Fight Radio. We're playing D&D Street Fight in Rapid City Part 2. goes down tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, The live stream will be up. The audio will go to all the Patreon people and if if you want to listen along. And uh, we also... Have sent all the Anvil Mania shirts out. Thank you, Nate, for helping us out. We raised 600 bucks for South Jersey Mutual Aid. Uh, we're working right now with CM Ruiz on a fundraiser for Para Los Ninos. You can uh, find them at store.streetfightradio.com. They're $24. They're union printed. And we split the profit three ways between Street Fight, the artist, and the charity. So none of that like 5% of the proceeds goes to charity bullshit we thank you for being here and supporting us as always if you want to send some money our way best way to do it is a donation a monthly subscription not a donation sub- subscription at patreon.com street radio brian how you doing subscribe we need the money we're we're in we're in we're in need the money territory right now yeah um we'll go into it soon but yeah we're we're Possibly looking at getting a physical space, um, but we need to make sure we have those that money right first. I'm doing okay. I mean, you know, you, Brett brought up personal problems. I think we both dealt with some today. But I, uh, yeah, I, I had a, a real heartbreaking thing happen right before I was supposed to come here to record the podcast. And uh, it was something I thought might be interesting to even just bring to the show to talk about a little bit. Yes. Uh, my street, daughter street fight parenting. Yeah, my daughter um, has a couple friends that are being pretty safe. I mean, uh, uh, they haven't gotten COVID and and they've been pretty safe. So they said, "Do you want to go to a cabin with us?" And she said, "Yeah, sure." You know, and and I was cool with it, or mom was cool with it. It's gotten to the point where it's like, you know, I'm not gonna hold her in the house for the rest of her life like fucking Rapunzel or something like that. Yeah, and I believe they were on they were on quarantine too for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Everybody had been on quarantine and and they're her best friends. And uh they got to the cabin and she had a panic attack and had me come and pick her up. I had to drive an hour away to get her and come home and you know, it really hurt me a little bit because, you know, She is at an age 16 where before the pandemic, she was starting to sort of spread her wings and like go out and do stuff with people and and have fun and stuff like that. The kinds of things teenagers do. And uh, the pandemic seems to have not only taken a year away from them, but also there is a PTSD to this. We talked about when we went to the zoo. And how I didn't talk for like an hour, which is totally rare for me because I talk all the time. I never stopped talking and like, I couldn't talk. I didn't feel comfortable in a group setting of people that I love dearly. Yeah. Like with all my heart, like these are people that like I spend the holidays with. These are people that I truly care about. And I just felt out of place. So when she texted me, uh, you know, maybe if the pandemic doesn't happen, I say tough it out and just stay, you know? Yeah. But, like, after having that experience and my experience of a life with a lot of anxiety and strife, mental health-wise, uh, I said, I, I'm going to go get you. I'll come and get you. You can't change your mind. Right. I'm, I'll leave. And I went and got her, and it really broke my heart a little bit. And it made me wonder, like... It made me, it made me wonder what this is going to be like for a lot of kids that have been really following the rules. Because, you know, another issue that's going on right now in my life personally is that my daughter is back at school full time and um, they are on spring break right now. And whenever she shows me her snap map, like Florida is just full. Of her friends. Yeah. Like just... You can't even see the state. You can't see fucking Georgia. Pretty much because of all the icons on top of Florida. And uh, those kids are all going to come back to school on Monday. And my daughter's going to have to go to school with those kids. And uh, I did find out that one of the other parents sent an email to the school superintendent. So um, I have decided that I'm going to send an email to the school superintendent too, because I think this is fucking wildly irresponsible and I think it's dangerous. And, uh, I am again, I don't, I don't claim to be the number one, like safe guy in the world with COVID, but I am trying to be decent. I haven't eaten at a restaurant in a year. I haven't, you know, taking my mask off indoors. I haven't done anything that would require me to take my mask off indoors since last year. And, like, I'm worried. You know, I got my first shot. You don't want to get COVID between the shots. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's just a crazy situation. You know, I know I'm somewhat more protected than I was before I got the shot. I do know that. Like, I think they say after the first shot, it's like 60-something percent effective. So, like... I think I'm like, I probably won't get it. It probably won't be that bad, but I would just like to get the second shot and just be done with it and not have to think about what if I get this thing, you yeah, know? yeah, uh, so just really hurts, man that, yeah, that's, that's tough. like one of the heartbreaking things to me because again, you know, I could have been a toughen up kind of guy, but I kind of felt like I kind of felt like she's within her rights, it's she's valid scared. she's it's, like suffocating out there in the middle of nowhere and she's scared it's valid yeah yeah and and like to think that a 16 year old kid would only feel comfortable around her like 40 year old parents and friends, 40 year old parents friends and shit because she doesn't clam up when you're at the house no she doesn't clam up when she's, she's around anybody else yeah you know she's fun yeah to be she, around yeah she's easy to talk to and she's not uh She's not, like, an awful teenager that just scoffs at what you say or is, like, annoyed or rolls her eyes. She, uh, you know, we had pretty good conversation last night about, you know, what she wants to do and stuff like that. I was trying to... She's trying to pump you for band information, though, all the time. She's always trying to pump you for band. What's a cool band? What's, what cool bands are there? But if I'm you asking tell her. one. I'm always asking her. Right, but if you tell her one, she doesn't care. Uh, the new one that she's into... It's called something like Car Seat Headrest or Oh, gosh, shit. yeah, yeah. That's an oldie. That was my time. <laughs> She's a car seat head. She stands Car Seat red Headrest now. I don't know what they do. I don't know what the music sounds like. I should have played it. I got her way. She's getting into Sleigh Bells now, too, because I, I've gotten really into treats by Sleigh Bells. I think it's like maybe the best album to ever wake up to. Like, oh really? To get up and get going in the morning, you fucking turn that thing on and it sounds like you are just being assaulted by noise. Concert. It's like it's like waking up in a stadium. Yeah, chugga chucka chow. You're just like fuck. But yeah. I, I saw Slay Bells Live. It was an amazing concert. They had a huge marshall stack the whole back wall of the stage was all speakers and then she came out and was just like a punk rock cheerleader screaming and like getting everybody excited it was a really fucking good show yeah yeah she's really into she it was funny because she's never expressed interest in the grammys until this year and then this year she's like the strokes want a grammy this year that's they're like one of my favorite bands and i told my friends at school like Oh, I really love the strokes. They're like one of my favorite bands. And her friends were like, whoa, I've never heard of them. You know, that's kind of cool. You know, you're 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 edgy. And then she posted it on TikTok, and everybody was like, I've been like the Strokes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I mean, they're pretty popular. Yeah, they're very popular. I mean, they're they're metallica size, basically, I think of them as. So yeah that hurt though that was that was tough uh i i so i went and picked her up she's doing okay now she she was fine when she got in the car she was kind of crying a little bit but like she seemed she seemed like she had she had covered up but i just i can't ever i i just i don't think it's gonna be possible for people our age or even people in their twenties to understand what is happening to teenagers right now, I yeah. just don't. Th- I just don't think we uh, any of us have a frame of reference for what their lives are like. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I you know even littler kids, but I think little kids are more malleable. Yeah, like they will like they will like adjust to the times and then adjust back. But man, you know, they went from one life straight to like another life. And then now they're going to be expected over time to go back to that other life. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be as hard for us. You know, we've been around for a very long time and we will just, I mean, after, you know, a short adjustment period, we will be ready to <laughs> breathe in other people's breath and not care. Yep. yep absolutely. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that's what happened with me today. Uh Nothing real crazy, though. I didn't have, like, a, I haven't had, like, a wild week. I've been really low-key this week. That's great. I feel pretty good about it, you know? Uh, uh, you know, I had a psych appointment, and that we didn't change anything, and those are always decent. So, like, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm coming out into the springtime. Jeez, I'm so glad to hear this. Yeah, I'm coming out into the springtime at Brian. Spring mode. I don't want to rain on your parade or anything, but I do suggest now that you're in the early, early times of the weather being okay, while things are going good and you got it together, figure out how you're not going to tie your happiness to the weather. Oh, it's not happen. <laughs> you have to figure out something else besides that. I, I should try that, but I just love the weather. I love it when it's warm. It's great. Yeah. Um, amazon's voting on their uh ballot proposal and putting out our on their union and they're putting out some pretty wild uh stuff bernie sanders went down there yeah nina turner too did you hear what the amazon oh before i get into the amazon talk i got my singlet in the mail today you did did not put it on uh i because i had to explain it to my wife does it look sporty I didn't take it out. I'm too embarrassed to even take it out of the package. I can't believe I ordered it. I can't believe I ordered a, a wrestling singlet. And then I was like, uh so I, I got that in the mail. I will fuck around with it uh uh probably tomorrow. Yeah, just put it on the Street Fight bill is like product testing. You can you can like do a uh, you can do like a YouTube review of wearing a singlet to walk sixty thousand steps in one day. <laughs> Put it to the test. It's funny because I I wasn't like hinting at this, but the singlet came in a mail and I looked at my wife because our daughter was gone mm. when I got home and I was like, hey, I got a wrestling singlet in yeah. the mail and she was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you want me to try it on? She was like, oh, I haven't showered or anything yet. Like, she thought- <laughs> I'm not ready to be pinned right now. <laughs> yeah, she thought I was trying to get sexy in my wrestling singlet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> no, I, I put I, on a baseball uniform. What? I put on a baseball uniform before. Oh, like, no, the pants be, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. That's weird. Uh uh. It was very that that was really funny to me though, because it's like I wouldn't try to turn you on with a wrestling singlet. That wouldn't be my, my, it worked, move, but now it like... It worked, like, yeah. She was receptive to it immediately. Yeah, now it sounds like she wants me to turn her on with a wrestling singlet at this point. Like, now it feels like if she would have been showered, she would have been going nuts for that. Right. You know? Right. She's like, Let's get. I'm going to give you cauliflower here. <laughs> 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 this is wild. Wild shit. <laughs> Which should have been... I guess you need to ask now, like, do you want one too? Like... You have to figure out, like maybe you just you want to do a wrestling match or something, you know. For me, it was like also like I wanted to be like I should ask her, like so is are you telling me that you want me? She did to wear a wrestling singlet to bed. She is did. that what you're telling me? Yes, because I'll do it if I if that's get out if of that's sh- something that turned you on. You know, I I should do it. Get out of the shower, throw a t- put on the singlet, throw a towel over your shoulder, and just go downstairs and say, "Oh, I just won divisionals. <laughs> I'm on so, such a high right now." <laughs> very weird, very very weird that because I had to explain it to her yesterday. The singlet, I was like, "Oh, it's a bit." It was a bit we did on the radio that got out of hand, and then I ended up with a wrestling singlet. That's just what happened. Yeah. You know, a guy called. He said, you should get a wrestling singlet. uh. And I said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And nobody told me not to, because why would you? I mean, like, it's funny. Yeah. And so I did. So. What if you did, like, didn't Kevin Nash used to wear a singlet with, like, leather pants over top? He, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I guess I could do the pants singlet look. Yes. But I look like shit right now. Like, I, my body is just not in peep. I'm not in,
1: All bodies are beautiful. I'm not in
0: part peak physical condition right now. All bodies are beautiful, Brian. So, yeah, I understand. I'm not saying, like, a a mean thing. I'm not trying to make people feel bad for how they look. But uh, um, You don't feel confident. I don't feel confident enough to, like, because somebody was like, don't take a picture in that for Twitter. And I was like, I promise I'm not going to. That is not going to happen. I also did some real sicko shit today, too. While I was in the car for two hours and on my walk, I listened to Jim Brewer on Joe Rogan. Wow. Three hours. Wow. And uh, somebody was like, he was such a bummer to hear on the show last week. And I was like, I'm going to assure you that you will not be hearing clips of Jim Brewer on Joe Rogan this week because I'm doing this simply for pleasure. Okay. (laughs) This is not for work. This is not business. This is pleasure. (laughs) Where did they fall? Do they fall? Where did they fall like on, on COVID 19 stuff? Oh, they pretty much agree with it. I will tell you there it's was just disrupting all the love that this world has to offer. That <laughs> people had a community before we told them to put a mask on their face. I will tell you that there was one thing in it that I wanted to bring to the show, but I can just say it instead of playing you the audio. Okay. Uh he starts they they're talking about how the medical system is fucked. You know, it's like they're they're you know, they're attributing all these th- deaths to COVID, which makes COVID look worse. Uh, they're not giving people hydroxychloroquine or the COVID's just the flu. Very skeptical of any of the conventional wisdom of COVID. Masks don't work. Right. You know, all that stuff. They're, they're having that conversation. And then Jim Brewer gets really serious and he launches into this story where he talks about a guy... Did- did he whisper, was he whispering this or this is like full throated? He was talking like he talks on the thing. Like, okay. Now let me think, you know, hey, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be matter of fact. and I'm just asking, just questions. asking questions. I just want to ask some questions. Yeah. He, go, he says that there was this guy that was in the military that got into some shit over there and uh, gave him brain damage. Oh no. And he came back home and he wanted to die he had brain damage he wanted to die he was miserable uh he wasn't able to get out of his hospital bed Yeah, all this stuff and then he heard that metallica was touring so he said uh i want to go see metallica and now he's fully cured because he follows metallica around when they're on tour (laughs) So, Metallica cured a guy's brain damage, is what I'm saying. That's impressive. I mean, they they definitely jazzed up a uh, a bottle of whiskey. Sure. Yeah. They did make a good bottle of whiskey. I don't think they're medicine, though. So, you're yeah. just close minded. Yeah. Yeah. I am close minded. I don't think I could listen to Metallica and then feel my anxiety go away because I listened to a lot of Metallica early last year and it didn't work, you know? So I mean maybe they cure like more hardcore d- like things, you know, maladies. Yeah. I maybe think- if I had cancer Metallica would cure it. But yeah. Yeah, that was that was uh uh they also said that a it lot cures of the- my malaise, but not my brain damage. Yeah, they also said that a lot of the COVID deaths were like people who were told they had COVID, but probably didn't really have it, but then convinced themselves that they have COVID and that's why they died. So it's all mindset. It's it's, all mindset. It's called a nocebo is what they were explaining. It's a nocebo. So it's like they tell you that you have an inoperable cancer and then you believe that you have an inoperable cancer and then you just die. Right. So that I get it. Okay. So they, that's, they gave people a reason to give up. Yeah, that's the that's the Jim Brewer update this week. Very wild shit, you know. So uh, uh, was it uh, the chat wants to know? Did they mention what Metallica albums or just any? Metallica It was in albums? concert. In con- he oh, went to see them in concert, and now. He follows them on tour like fish. No matter where they're at in the world, he goes to Europe. He comes here. He goes and sees multiple shows of theirs on every tour they're on. And it seems to keep it keep them rolling, you know? So yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I guess that if I got to see my favorite band and travel around the country, that would, that would probably raise my spirits as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Metallica is Metallica Amazon is, is this month they're they're doing their vote um, Bernie Sanders went there this week, and uh I just saw a a really interesting post by one of their guys about him I'm trying to bring amazon's it up. guys, one of amazon's like executives there he's on Twitter, and uh oh my God, why can't I look at my profile okay and uh uh so here it is, here it is, here we go, here we go here, number one uh the where the fuck is it? oh my God, I'm so sorry everybody i'm 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 flubbing over here uh uh bernie sanders uh well, i do i well I, we've we're like on three different tangents here. I have something I can read, but it's a longer here it is, here it is, here it is, uh Dave Clark who is a guy that seems to work for Amazon said, welcome Senator Sanders to Birmingham and appreciate his push for a progressive workplace. I often say we are the Bernie Sanders of employers, but that's not quite right because we actually deliver a progressive workplace. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Way to get him. They on one man for our constituents a fifteen dollar minimum wage, health care from day one, career progression, and safe and inclusive work environment. So if you want to hear about fifteen dollars an hour in health care, Senator Sanders will be speaking downtown. But if you'd like to at least make fifteen dollars an hour and have good health care, Amazon is hiring. But I at always, what cost? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that already sounds like they're lording it over you. Yes, and that and this is exactly why. The employees need to have representation on what they're willing to do for that money and, and benefits because they've got them working to the fucking bone. Oh, exactly. And there's been how many horror stories of Amazon warehouses. So it, it, and they, they get by just paying $15 an hour. Uh, but at what cost? But they actually also just... Made the employee, they're making the employees, the driver sign stuff to allow them to use biometrics data uh, while they're working. And if they don't sign the contract, then they get fired for it. So they're going to be collecting your biometric data. I don't know what biometric data is, but like, I don't want them collecting it because it has the word bio. in. It. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's my biology. Like, it just feels like it my biology. So uh the other Amazon thing is from Amazon News. Uh rep Mark Pokan, I don't know who he is, uh said paying workers fifteen dollars an hour doesn't make you a progressive workplace when your union when you union bust and make workers urinate in water bottles. Yeah, this is a representative. And Amazon News replied. You don't really believe the peeing in bottles thing, do you? If that were true, nobody would work for us. The truth is that we have over a million incredible employees around the world who are proud of what they do and have great wages and health care from day one. Um, How dare you insist that our employees aren't pissing in toilets? Yeah. <laughs> This guy's never had that job. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, I've come close. Like I I've peed in bottles before. Like I, I've no, I know what that's like. Yes, yes, I know. I, I've I've worked at distribution centers for online places, and you have to do the numbers, and you have to do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they, I mean the the thing is, like they're saying, there's no law, there's no rule there. Where you have to pee in a water bottle, which is probably true. They sure. probably don't have that written Check down in the handbook. employee handbook, <laughs> yeah. you know. But the, the the thing that they're sidestepping is that their their brutal metrics cause people to have to pee in a fucking water bottle. Which, by the way, you're probably going to want to get a Gatorade or a vitamin water bottle, actually, because they got wider. Yeah. Lips, you know. Yeah. Um. Separate tech size whole openings. I've actually never peed in a bottle in my life. What? Never, not once. How? I don't know. I, I knew this guy. I did know this guy. Oh, wait, I did. Never You're, mind. The crazy... Mind. Th- yeah. At the cable company sometimes if it was really a emergency, I would go back in the back of my van and pee in a uh, cup or a thing and then dump it out on the driveway. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I mean, I think the biggest thing you lesson you learn is like you try to pee into a twenty ounce bottle, and then you start like panicking as the thing just fills up. Yeah, you start if, thinking like, do, how much ounces do I usually pee?" And it's you, like what you're thinking before. If I'm peeing in a bottle, it needs to be two liter or milk jug. Yeah, that's what I would like to have. You know, I use the the big star Starbucks uh, uh, bottle, the Starbucks water cup, the venti cold cup. Okay, it is plenty of space for a pee pee. Uh, you said you have something you wanted, so, you know, hopefully Amazon yeah, uh, uh, takes over for the, hopefully the Amazon union works, we'll... Uh, I'm gonna reach out to some people, I, I found some people that I-, I think we can talk to. Uh, yeah, I'd so like we- to talk to some people Sunday, so, yeah. you said you have something, and then we're gonna do advice this week, I, I, have, uh, I have looked for questions uh, that we would want to answer, so... Uh, we're going to answer some questions. All right. This one is a letter. It says, hi, Brett and Brian. I've been working at craft brewery since 2013 and wanted to give my insights into the platform situation. I'm currently the lead brewer at a regional size brewery in Boulder. Uh, the majority of my experience has been in the back of the house producing and processing beer. I spent two years doing front of the house work and made $8 an hour and was not allowed to take tips at a brewery in Indianapolis. The class character of brewery patrons means that front of the house is subject to abuse and harassment far too often, which makes sense. Brewery people get what they want. Yeah. They have the lifestyle. They're there. They, they don't want to deal with you. Yeah. Here are some of my thoughts and experiences on working in the brewing industry. I thought they might be helpful for the, oh wait, sorry. I went back up. Uh, I, I spent most of my career at midsize or large breweries. Ownership seems to be business Democrats who worship the cult of small business. For example, John Hickenlooper, the fossil fuel friendly senator from here in Colorado, got his money from owning Wind Brewery in Denver. Most of the staff tends to be liberals or leftists. Yeah. Uh, wages are fucking terrible. Breweries employ specialized laborers. I went to brewing school and my first gig as a brewer, paid $15 an hour. There's no unionization at Craft Brew, and there have been high-profile prof- cases of union busting, if you look into rogues' efforts. And another knock-on effect of this bullshit wages is the extreme lack of diversity in breweries and many incidents of sexism, harassment, and racism in the industry. Most people who decide to become brewers do it because they have a family safety net that can provide security with the shitty wages. Yeah, that happens a lot of times where, where like they're like, well, we meant to hire people that already have... Family taking care of them. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We were looking for people that we were trying didn't to hire need, rich people. We we're looking for people that didn't need a the, all the, just need the job to provide everything for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, that's the uh, uh, that's the kind of that's they always are saying that these jobs like a brewery's a really funny place to pull that. Like these aren't supposed to be full time jobs like thing because you have to be an adult to work at a brewery it's not like they're hiring fucking 16 year olds at a brewery right and it also says here brewing is factory work brewers are exposed to dangerous chemicals and high levels of co2 and often the lax atmosphere means that employees don't take that very seriously i've actually had to call osha before And a lot of the smaller places have done really terrible with COVID shutdowns, and many in the industry have lost jobs in the past year without much to fall back on. It's brutal out there right now and takes a lot of guts to do what the people at Platform did. We need mass unionization effort across the industry. Despite all this shit, I love brewing. It's a passion project for the majority of people who are in it. Uh, Hopefully this was helpful. Ben, you. Thank you, Ben, for sending that in. And If you want to message us, streetfightradio at gmail.com or head to streetfightradio.com, there's a contact link at the top. Yeah, that's a uh, that that whole the brewery thing has been really. I mean, it's because microbrewery means small business, so your yeah. boss is always going to be a prick. <laughs> yeah, and, and I and it's also it's uh, it's kind of the same way with the uh liberal wokeness in that, like, oh, I don't drink Bud Light, I drink beer that's like from the city and stuff, and that's enough. And but it's like, but they're treating their people awful. I mean, Budweiser is a better job in town than the craft breweries for sure, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's answer some questions. So we're doing advice? Yeah, I got I saw some advice on Slate, Dear Dear Prudence. Oh, Dear Prudy, yeah. <clears throat> I saw a good question on there that I thought we'd answer. So then I went and checked Reddit to see if I could get us a few things to answer over there. Kinda like doing the advice. I I you love know, every it. Every once in a while we just do a little bit of advice for the people. Something about me that I you know, I realize is not everybody is willing to just start talking without knowing where they're going. And especially when it comes to advising someone on their life, but I'm completely comfortable with it. I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, the questions I found this time are pretty wild. Uh, Here's the question. So I just left the dollar store where I purchased several items, then subsequently left without paying for an entire bag of stuff. I didn't realize my error until I got home. I'm not sure what to do now. My first thought was to go right back, apologize, and pay for the items, but I'm nervous that I might get in trouble. I could go to another dollar store and buy a bunch of stuff that I leave behind to make sure things are kind of even. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to do. Oh, what a sweetie. What a... I just want them to be free of all the laws and rules. I just want them to stop thinking of the world and rules like this. (laughs) I'm so concerned for them. I love the, 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 should I just go and pay for a bunch of stuff and leave it there to even things out? That is a very funny uh, way to solve that problem, you know? Yeah. But it isn't a problem really in the end. I think is how I would answer that for him. Yeah. It's funny. It, it reminds me of this Tony Robbins story that I remember from forever ago where he said he worked with performers that are like, their opinion is uh, I get so nervous. I'm like shaking in my boots. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I don't know what's going to happen before we go on stage. And then I just go out there and kill it, you know? And then other people are like, you know, I'm, I'm so nervous. I don't know what to do. I feel, feel miserable and I can't, I'd feel like I'm not going to be able to do it. They don't have the confidence. And this feels like, Whenever I steal from a place. As soon as you get out of the doors. You feel so much lighter. Like as soon as you leave. And you know you got away with it. It just feels like the wind is under your wings. You know. Yeah. Like if I got home and was like. All right. Fuck. We didn't pay for this whole bag. <laughs> but this person spent all of their time. Thinking that they were going to get investigated for it. Yeah. 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 And, and you know what though. It's funny. Like when I tr- try to like construct their inner life where it's like, what if am I, can I go back to this dollar store? Do they have me on camera? Right. Stealing, you know, cause I'll bet you she thinks that there's mad, um, mad, like security cameras and stuff like that, because that's something people will convince themselves of like crazy that like, there's no place in this store that won't see me on a security camera And there's somebody always manning those security cameras, just like in Las Vegas. And it's like, no, there's usually not. Right. And then in like six months, they do the inventory and they're like, oh my gosh, we're missing 500 items at the dollar store. They're not going to investigate it. They're just going to write it down on their sheet of paper and keep moving. I would think that would be funny, though, if the dollar store was just inherently like brutal company that's like like, we'll fucking hunt you down we we offer good prices it's a thin margin and if people steal from here it hurts all of you there's no more dollar store if we let her get away with this (laughs) people show up carrying i saw this the other day i was at the uh, gas station by my house and nationwide insurance has a really big building in my neighborhood that they just built and the guy for nationwide insurance security was at the at the gas station and he got in the car next to me, and the motherfucker was packing heat, dude. He had a gun. He was in his Nationwide Insurance fucking security polo in a in in the uh, Prius that they drive, and fucking guy had a gun with him. I was like, God damn! Uh, I'm sure they make people mad. They're probably worried, about, probably about worried about a rage killer coming in there. I don't ever think about that. I always think about like. I always wonder, because, like, a lot of times when I worked in, not nationwide, I didn't work at nationwide, so I wouldn't know, but I always think those people are just obsessed with somebody getting in there and stealing information, but I don't yeah. think that's, like, such a huge it's no, more of a movie thing. They would steal the information from outside of the place. You know, yeah, like there's, somebody's there's, not going to come in and take pictures of people's computer screens. Yeah, there's no hard drive to steal anymore. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I, yeah that's to, I mean, that's. it's totally unnecessary. I mean, they were freaked about it at the call center I worked at. So much so that, like, you know, sometimes you get yourself in a situation where you got to bring... I I had kidney stones and my wife was kind of carting me around for a period of time when I worked there just so I could go in there and take my FMLA days and shit like that. And I brought her in with me and they fucking freaked the fuck out like she was going to see something on one of the computer screens and then sell the identity of the person. And it's like, there's nothing here for her to steal. There's nothing here. You know what I mean? Right. She's just helping me get around for a few days. Yeah, I, um, I, uh, I, I, like, I I don't know, this is, like, where you want to just have some sort of radical training to, like, that kill the cop inside your head type thing, you know? You want to teach people how to live free of that? I think you want to have, like, just, I understand, like, it, it almost feels like it would be great if you, if, like, we had our own news channel, where we could explain to people like that. They're at much less risk when it comes to crime. Yeah. And they like that, like the, the, the level that people think of uh, like the level that people think they're being watched. Most of the time is much lower than they actually are. Yeah. You know, I, I read a whole piece on CNN today about on CNN.com today about, um, not taking selfies with your vaccination card. Yes, and I was like, um, I didn't do that, so I, it's no skin off my back. I I wasn't planning to do it anyway, but um, uh, I wanted to know why. Right, like why not? It seems like a decent. I mean, people like to show their shit off. They they used to take pictures of lunch and stuff. A vaccination card is kind of cool. It shows people you're getting it, and you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. And when I get in there and a vaccination card for people that don't know that haven't you know, gotten the shot yet, it just has your name on it and what shot you got. And it's like, uh, uh, I can't remember what else is on it, but it's nothing. It is no information, dude. It doesn't have any kind of uh, uh, it doesn't have any. Social security number, address, it doesn't have any of that stuff on it, right? And when I clicked into the article, they were like, people will just steal your identity, man. And, and you know, uh, it shows the lot number of the vaccine that you used and it shows your middle initial and people can use that to like start credit cards. And I'm like, what? I mean, why does the lot number of the vaccine that you got? What, we, what utility does that serve for any kind of criminal or theory? you're gonna you get a phone call and they're like hey this is a moderna uh we call we're calling because you got a lot number 4719 is that right Mr Quinby uh, I need your social security number right now yeah yeah because they also I I, I want to get the article because like it was really weird uh it was it seemed overly paranoid now I know we have a bunch of listeners that are probably uh 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 paranoid. But I don't think oh. I don't think it's that big of a deal, is it? The the chat. Uh, let's Uh-oh. see, Riku man's in trouble. No, no, no. They, this is it makes sense. Riku two k thirteen says, "I thought it was mostly about people photoshopping false vaccination cards, so they can pull your card or something and and make a fake." I guess I know, but dude, that to me is also not a super risk. And that doesn't come up at all in this article, Brett at all. Yeah. Um, And also I think that's like, for me, if, if someone wants to fake being vaccinated, like they're harming themselves. I mean, it is the risk to other people, but you know, uh, we've come to this point now and, America is just going to say you have the right to choose whether you want or not, but people are going to say no, and that's they can t- take the risk. That's the, that's on them at this point. You know? I want to do the I want to do this story. I hadn't expected to do it, but I want to do this story because I want you to hear it. Uh, I, I I want you to hear this. I want our listeners to hear it. Uh, it seems like something that would be that we could use. We could use uh, get some stuff out. Of. Riku said you're not in trouble, Brian. Thank you, Riku. I appreciate it. When one of my editors recently shared a cele- celebratory picture of his vaccine card on Instagram, I sent him a direct message. Didn't you read our story about not posting your record? Scammers are watching. Oh, no. He argued they'd be hard-pressed to dupe him based on anything listed on that card. What scam are you going to run on me just by knowing my name and my birthday? That's all that's on there. Uh-huh. It's your name and your birthday. That is it. And then they put a little sticker on that says which which vaccine you got. And yeah. that's like really all that's on there. Right. And, uh, unless, unless, uh, okay. So, but it's not just his birthday that was listed. The card showed medically sensitive information, including his vaccine lot number clinic location, and the brand of vaccination received. And for some people, the card contains even more like those are not what, what possible risk is there in people knowing that stuff? People I mean, I, can get your fucking birthday online easy. I think um, I know for sure that online you can go and buy bins. You can buy card numbers. You can go on the dark web. You can get a Tor browser. You can buy people's information. You can buy passwords. This would be the st- there would be no reason to get someone's name and birthday and try to work backwards and steal from them unless they had unless they were a millionaire. I mean unless you could. Use it for blackmail or use it to, like, you know, harass them in some way. Other than that, just do regular old credit card theft. Like, just go online and and, and pay for credit card numbers and try them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cybersecurity experts said they're not aware of any widespread hacks or scams specific to vaccine cards, though the roots of identity theft are hard to uncover. But some also said these security threats would be easy to execute. It says once thieves have the once identity thieves have the pieces they need, they can use the information to open new accounts in your name, claim your tax refund for yourself and engage in any other identity theft. But with a birthday, a birthday and a name. Is there noise coming out We're that we're that vulnerable that like if someone someone knows my birthday and my name that they can ruin me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I that's what I was thinking. Cybersecurity, uh, uh, for, for now, it's mostly speculation, but plausible, according to Mark Ostrowski, head of engineering at cybersecurity company Checkpoint Software. We will have hundreds of millions of people getting vaccinated. If cyber attack history repeats itself, these threats, these threat action actions or scammers will try to find a way to take advantage of the situation. Many of us may be, hold on. I got to find where. Posting an unedited vaccination card unfortunately makes it easier for a criminal to target a specific person, she said. In some cases, a person's medical record number is listed on the card. To gain access to sensitive medical records over the phone, having the medical record number, last name, and date of birth, all of which are listed on the vaccination card, are all I need to authenticate is that individual and gain access to sensitive details. Again, I don't know why somebody would want to look at my medical records. I understand that we keep those private for a reason. Maybe your employer might get their hands on it or something like that. So this sounds like Whoever wrote this is heavily invested in some sort of monthly security <laughs> I business. Have. What was that one? What was the one? Lifelock. Lifelock. I paid for a year of it. Really? When my Twitter got hacked. Oh, okay. I just bought a year of it and was like, uh, was like, I, I'll just ride this out for a year. You, you know, the funny thing about it is, I never look at it, so you don't know like if it's working useless. or not. It'd be pure useless because you have to look at it to see what attempts have been made. <laughs> and I keep, I just now remembered I have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I've also, so when I was, when I had AOL back when I had AOL, when I was uh, living with my parents when I was like 15 years old um, I wrote a comment so mean and awful to somebody that our whole AOL system got shut down. Jesus, Brett. And my, my dad had to talk to me about He sat me down and talked to me about it. Uh, and they, the, AOL changed my password because they took away access. And they were like, okay, now you have access to your account account. And now you have access to your account now. Here's your password. I have not changed it since then. I've had the same password for 21 years. Uh, I, yeah, and I know it. <laughs> right. And I know <laughs> yours. You've had yours since you were 19. I got a new one, though. I got a new oh. one. Oh, I got a new password now. I New password just dropped like six months ago. But, I, I, I mean, you'll end up with it at some point. Oh, you might have it now. HBO? Because of HBO Go, yeah. I think it might be... HBO Go might be that new password. New password just dropped. But it's a hard password to learn. This one doesn't have anything tied to me. That's good. My new password... There is nothing in it that would indicate that it's me. It actually sounds like a password a 15-year-old kid would have. Because well, that's you though. A 15-year-old kid came up with the password. Oh. So yeah. Uh here's the here's another little piece of advice to talk about. I work at a hotel during night audit, and the kitchen girl comes in around 5 a.m. I've been working with her for about three months, and it's like out of it's like all of a sudden, she forgot she needs to take a shower, wear deodorant, clean her ass, others. Wait, well, this is the advice? You're doing advice this is now? Advice. Yeah. One more time. Where, where's this taking place at? I work at a hotel during night audit. Okay. And the kitchen girl comes in around 5 a.m. I've been working with her for about three months. And it's like all of a sudden, all of the sudden, out of the sudden, she Everyone forgot says she needs to take a shower, wear deodorant, clean her ass, slash others. She's been like this for a week now. And uh, uh, she smells like shit apparently so he does not know how to explain that uh she smells like shit and uh i don't know how to do that so really i would never tell somebody they smell bad i would if you fucking brett if you fucking shit your pants and then sat next to me on an airplane i would sit and smell your shit for the whole flight If it was for, we're flying from here to Seattle, six hours. If you sat down and you took a dump and then the guy on the other side of me took a dump too, I would still be like, I'm just not going to say anything about this. You know, somebody, somebody's has it off worse than I do. I can't think of anything I would, I would never tell a person. You agree with the person asking the question. It's because it's bothering you. So you're, you're asking a question about something bothering you. You're my, right. my response is that you have to show compassion to this person and you have to say what's bothering you instead. You have to reach out and say, you're high g- I, I've noticed a change in the last week. It seems like you're going through something. Can I help in any sort of way? This sounds like somebody that's depressed or is having a mental episode. Uh, if it's not a usual thing, if it's, it's not a normal thing, I, I absolutely, you just have to, I think you should just talk to them and actually don't talk to them and actually, unless you want to actually help them, don't talk, don't say I want to help you and He's then and do. disappear when they, they say I need connected to something you have to, but you do. And you don't, I guess you don't have to be so upfront first. You could just say like, what's going on with you. You seem out of sorts. Oh, that's um, an interesting move is to say, is there something happening at home with you that's but also a wake then, up I call would, i would feel like uh when i'm de- when i'm depressed i don't know it and, and that's the feeling of everybody that's depressed but the people around you are like oh yeah for the last 6 months you've been doing this awful thing we all noticed it and it's like why didn't somebody say anything why didn't somebody say like it's been 9 days since you showered what's going on cuz it's fucking scary yeah, I mean, some people are upfront. I agree that there are some people. I think what I would say is that some people are very, very upfront and able to deal with conversation better. And I don't think those people understand people that are averse to confrontation. And I think it goes the other way around. So, like, the fact that I'm averse to confrontation, I view any confrontation confrontational stuff coming from my mouth as bullying and mean. You know what I'm saying? So like if it was but like Brett, you let's say you were depressed for six months and uh uh I said you're being a fucking I all I could think is he's being a fucking prick. I, I can't be around him. I don't like him. You know he's pissing me off. I would just eat that for six months because I would feel like if I said hey is there something wrong with you that then you would take that as fuck. There's something wrong with me. Brian's a fucking huge asshole for bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. So my answer would be. Sorry. So if you if you don't think that you can act, like if you're not if you internally aren't thinking that way, it doesn't matter. It, it really isn't. It's all intention. If if your intention when you go to reach out to them is one of help, uh, one of compassion and kindness then that's going to be where the conversation comes from. If inside, inside you're thinking like I'm bullying this person and that, then I guess that's how you'll feel about it. But so I, I think that if you feel like it's, it's not going to, if you can't do it or it feels like bullying, don't do it. But for every, anyone else that feels comfortable, you just have to get outside of yourself and, and be willing to take. I mean, it, I do it a lot. You have to gird your insides. You have to steel yourself and say, I'm going to in- step into this person's world and see what the fuck happens, you know? And that that's the scary part too. That's the different reactions, like we were talking about before, that it is scary when you're like, hey, what's going on with you? And they're going to say, oh, my life is falling apart and all that. You, like, you don't know what you do, but you have to, t- like, I take that leap with people where I'm just like, give me everything. I- I'll I'll help you out. Do you think there's a part I I wonder if there's a part of me that's scarred from growing up with rednecks, and that like they can take things wildly different from like regular like 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 the thing where it's like is there's are you okay is there's something wrong with you to. People that I grew up with would send them in an angry tailspin sometimes and be like, what do you mean something wrong with me? You think there's something wrong with me? Did you look at me and think that something's wrong with me? You know, I walked in today after taking my walk and my wife was laying on the couch and I looked at her and as a joke, this was, it was just a joke, but we kind of like did the bit for a second. I was like, oh, you look tired. And, like, as a joke. But, like, that is something that can get you in some serious shit. If people know you're not joking, just saying you look tired. Yeah. is like, perceived as an insult, which it, I guess, sort of is. But, like, also, it is, if you, I mean, if you're, if you look tired, you're tired. You know? It's not, like, a mean thing to say to somebody. (laughs) So. Yeah, you can point it. You can tell it. I I would say also, but. There's, there's, I don't think that it's definitive of being around rednecks because my orthodox redneck upbringing makes me overconfident and hardheaded to the point where like, I don't give a fuck about anybody else. For me, it's like, I don't, I'm fine with people being uncomfortable with me because I'm too proud, (laughs) you know, I'm too proud and, and, and I came from proud people that work hard all the time. And so... Like my redneck upbringing is one of just like what the fuck's going on, man. Let's you know, let's fucking deal with it. Yeah, my, my I mean, it's it's not maybe even. I just I I tie it back to where I grew up and where it's I it's your lived reaction before- to it. I mean, it, there's there's multiple reactions to it. I mean, because where I lived for that period of time, like when I lived out east and I was I was hanging out with people, hanging out with like you know, a different group of people and stuff, there were a lot of times where you would, like, really stumble into a really nasty conversation just by making an observation, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh that kind of stuff, still, I'm still just so scared to do it, you know? I still talk to people, like, you know, people's parents that you can, like, fucking my in-laws will take offense to so many different things. That like, you don't even know my, my, my in-laws, my, my wife and daughter went to see her in-laws this week. This is a crazy story. And, um, my, my, uh, uh, her, her aunt was drunk and she called Gwen a lesbian. And, uh, that is fine. Nobody cares. You know, Gwen doesn't care. Gwen was didn't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sumer. It, they don't care. Right. A, and no, like, I was really part of that. People thought I was gay, and I was like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so she calls her a lesbian. And what ends up happening is, is a real hardcore fight broke out because her grandfather was like, you do not call people that. And like started screaming at her. What? Because like being gay is like. A negative thing to a guy like that so then like there had to be like post uh visitation texts yeah, sent yeah, yeah, yeah out yeah. with comfort taking temperatures and like no no it was like sh- i will not forgive her if she does not apologize to gwen and gwen's like i don't fucking care yeah like maybe i am a lesbian i don't right. really give a shit you know Right. <laughs> like, but it was just such a fucking weird, like, it's such a weird, like, gap between the way I think and the way other people that I have to interact with think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I, you know. But so, you know what? Also, side dial in the chat. This is a good one. It says, if someone is defensive, then you can just just say something like, all right, well, let me know if you need anything. Like... I think that there's a, there's a disarming thing, which I also use a lot is, um, I don't care if people think I'm stupid. Like, I don't care if the other person thinks that I'm a moron or like inappropriate or is mad. I don't mind being a scapegoat. So that is, that makes sense to me too, where you're just like, all right, well, I guess I messed up. That's fine. Just, you know, keep, keep at it, but you can do the same thing. Like you can get out of, you don't have, like if they, if they start to push back, it's like, I just work with you. So I'm done. Like I was willing to to reach the olive branch out here, but if you if you're in a if you're so bad off that like you can't take outside input right now, I'll step away. You know. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I uh can almost never take uh uh stuff back. So here here we have one that some like I can't take. I just can't take. That's anything, that. Yeah. Ever. I suck. Um. Here's the thing. Uh, this one is one that maybe younger people have dealt with, and maybe there are people in the audience that dealt with, and I wanted to kind of talk about it because I think it'll bring up stories from our past, at least, Okay, that would be interesting. I'm 23 female, and I'm looking for an apartment. I'm about to get more hours at work, so I'm not sure after taxes exactly how much I'll be taking mm-hmm. home monthly, mm-hmm. so I'm having to make guesses. I'm trying to plan and calculate how much I will be spending on bills and groceries to consider what to look for rent wise. I know my guesswork is not exact and if the expense numbers are less than what I've calculated, that would be awesome. I'm very afraid that they're going to be higher and that I'll be stuck in a lease or rent that I can't afford unless I'm strictly paycheck to paycheck. My mom and stepdad keep telling me not to rush. They don't mind me being here, but I'm 23 but I am 23 and I feel weird and hate having to tell others my living situation. Um with I'm, her parent with their parents? Yeah, with her parents. I'm pretty good with money, but any advice on what to do? I don't have anyone currently who might want to rent something together. I have bad anxiety, so it'd be better to be with someone else, but I don't know anyone at the moment. And it, like I when I read that, I got anxiety, the same kind of anxiety I got when I was like 19 and I had to get my first apartment and like uh just all of those feelings but you were kicked the fuck out i was kicked out yes and i didn't really have to get an apartment until i was i think 20 was the first lease i signed so i had to get an apartment that's true but like uh i just yeah. remember thinking like i'm never going to be able to move out of my parents house because there's no way i would ever want to give somebody a thousand dollars yeah know what I mean? yeah i don't this one's too simple Seems like they have a good situation at home. Wait until you get the job. Wait until you get your first paycheck. Then budget and figure out what your life is going to be from there. Like, if you're living at home and you have a good situation, wait it out until you know the actual information. There's no reason to get yourself worked up. Now, for me, I've... was splitsville as soon as i graduated high school two weeks or two weeks afterwards and that's quick though. that's much quicker than normal as soon as i knew i wasn't gonna get in trouble from as soon as i knew i wasn't going to jail or the state couldn't do anything to me i was fucking gone and like my answer to somebody that doesn't have a parent that they can stay with is that you're going to you're 23 so you rush into a situation where you overcalculate how much you have you don't realize how much it costs to keep you alive You'll get evicted. You'll lose your money. You'll whatever it takes. But that's how you learn. That's the that's how you learn. Like you make a bad decision and then you fucking learn from it. I mean, and listen, we complain about it a lot on this show, but I'm 42 and I still live paycheck to paycheck, and it's not like the worst thing that can ever happen to you. Yeah, (laughs) you know, at least you're living with money. You know what I mean? Paycheck to paycheck. Is better than no money. Yeah, you know. Let, let, me, let me let me tell me tell you this. Um, the weather's gotten nice, so I put my daughter's trampoline up. Now, the first time I put the trampoline, I took it out of the box and I looked up a video and I watched instructions on how to do it. Before it started snowing, I took the whole damn thing down and I thought I had cataloged in my mind how to do it. But two days ago, I went to go put the fucking trampoline up and I put it together wrong three times. I had to pull every single spring off of that fucking trampoline three times. There's like a hundred in some of them. Yeah. Now I am not the kind of person that said, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to put up a trampoline in two days. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I just ran right into it, made a whole bunch of problems for myself and figured it out along the way. I feel that cautious people, folks that even ask these type of things, you're going to be fine. You're already thinking ahead. You're thinking, you're thinking more ahead than every other person that has made this decision and fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I almost feel like moving out of your parents' house is like the hardest thing you do uh, 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 in your life, I think. Like the first time you move out of your parents' house is going to be the hardest thing that you're going to have to handle. I don't think so. Really? I think a lot of us are just dying to be adults and to get away from our fucking families. Not a, uh, not everyone, but I... I mean, I don't, I don't feel that. I don't think a lot of people are like me. I think a lot of people were like, you know, I'll just stay until I feel fine moving out. You know, I know a lot of people that were there into their 20s. And like, I don't look down on that or anything like that. I just see it as like... That but person the, is more careful. They they maybe but, have a higher tolerance for their parents than I do. But if you do the numbers, there's a lot of awful, shitty fucking parents. And I don't think that it's universal that people would stay at home. There's no reason. Parents are not good. They're not universally good to me. No, maybe I, I don't think they're even close to good. But I think most people... I do feel like if we were playing a percentages, like 75% of people love their fucking parents. And... Uh, are, are fine with i think i it's agree really i'm really the, the smallest amount of people that are like us i think most people are bad though i think most people are doing an awful job as being parents i don't think that i i think the, we're a dysfunctional fucking society i don't think that people are i i think people are in there's people that are in way more extreme financial situations that create a lot of fucking trauma but goddamn, I think there so are like, people that love their parents. Rich, fast fucking people love their parents. Suburban people, and shit. I think broke people love their parents too. That's I think true. Suburban like, people love their parents. I think all. I feel like I would say seventy-five percent is a real generous number because, in my mind, people that love their parents are in the are like like the only. I am like a sliver. I'm like a one percenter. And people that don't care for their parents very much. You know what I mean? No. Like it feels like everybody I know except for you is like fully on board with how cool their parents are. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, the people I know. I know that's just people I know, and that's not, like, an a, a indication of anything. But I even talk to people online that love their parents. And, like, I see these people with these, like, really wonderful relationships yeah. with their parents. And, and I feel out of the loop on yeah. that. Like, I feel like that's something that I don't have yeah. and that most people have. I always, I, I mean, maybe that's where some of my, even my anger comes from. You know, yeah, I, w- I got deprived of. I would say my opinion, uh I, I do think there is a problem with young people these days that see Instagram and see the get motivated people that watch inst- that watch social media and think that people are buying houses by 25 and people have it all together by 25. And I, I would, I would love to take advantage of my, I would love to have the opportunity to live at my house until I was 25. Like I didn't know, I was not grown. I didn't know anything about life. I didn't know about working. I didn't know about budging. I didn't know about bills. Um, so I don't think you should feel bad, but I don't think you should have anything in your life together by the, until you're 30. Like I think at 30, you should, you know better, but, but in your 20s, I don't think you should be down on yourself for where you're at at all. Um, but even when I was, you know, I graduated in 2002 and there still was a lot of pressure of you need to be you need to get it together you need to have a salary you need to have a, a a degree you need to have a house and all of that but it's untrue and and look at the statistics and tell you that people don't live that way just the the extremely privileged live that way i kind of wasn't even really together until i was like 39 you know that was when i started and i'm not all the way together now but i'm much better than i was before then i feel a lot more stable now but I mean, fuck, even in my 30s, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. You're a late bloomer. It's like, I just, yeah, it's maybe not even late bloomer. It's just that don't have the ability to function as an adult, I guess, in a way. Or That's or a lot of us, too. Late bloomer in that, like, it, maybe it's also just like I wasn't taught how to function as an adult. I didn't see a lot of examples that were... Uh, uh, that were aspirational, mm-hmm. you know, like I didn't look at my parents and say, God, I want to be them, right? You know, and I think that's a shortcut that, you know, people, some people have where it's just like you see your parents, you're like, God damn, that's what I want to be. I just, I want to be like them when I get older. It will be great. And it's like, I didn't have that. I didn't have any adults that like, I I identified with or or wanted to uh uh emulate except for like guys in heavy metal bands and shit like that. Yeah. You know, so like it was just kind of like I didn't even have an example for what my life could look like in the best case scenario. Like my idea, I've talked about my idea of the best case scenario for me like what my aspirational goals were and it was to work at a place like a record store or jewelry store live in a one-bedroom apartment and be allowed to like watch porno on my living room tv yeah basically and smoke in the house that was like all of that's what i thought my adult life was going to be that's what i thought like well i would be perfectly successful if that's what i get you know there's no wife There's no kid, there's no house, there's none of that stuff, you know? I I don't know, I, I just remember having that fantasy all the time. Like, I remember having this fantasy that I'd be working at a jewelry store, and it would be closing time, and I would be the last person left in the store, and I would lock the doors up, and I would leave, and I'd jump in my, like, you know, compact car and I would drive to my one bedroom apartment, throw my, key- I always vividly imagine throwing my keys on a table next to the door, sitting down, smoking cigarettes and like being allowed to watch porno in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the whole trip. Welcome to adulthood. Yeah. That's what I thought it was, dude. That's what I thought it was. It was crazy. It was crazy. That's what teenage me thought it was, you know? Yeah, we, we don't do a lot of, uh, we, we don't do a lot of, we don't do a lot of education on what life is like in this, in our system. It's mostly just like be the best, go to college and and otherwise you're going to fucking have to suffer. And you know that that those ideas that I had at that time probably were directly like ripped off of like 22-year-old guys that I had met just in the course of my life and like partied with. And stuff. No, there was a no, there was a there was a cook at uh that I worked with that was an, in his 30s and he lived b- beneath his means. He made like 14 dollars an hour and had an apartment and it was like clean and together it wasn't like a shithole like mine and it it, like going over there felt like something like all right eventually i think i can wrap it together and just have like a, a calm comfortable place that's mine uh, But for now, I'm a complete degenerate. Yeah, for now, there's ashtrays that haven't been emptied yeah. in six days. Yeah. And and then right next to it is a Mountain Dew can that also has ashes in it. <laughs> and like no. a bong. And I'm watching, like, you know, back then you couldn't marathon stuff. So I'm watching Friends every week or whatever, The X-Files. Dude, I remember my filthy ass fucking apartment and then the sound of my car getting repoed. I remember like my just looking around, everything was in shambles, and then I heard them taking the car, and it was just so I just felt so hopeless about anything making sense. Like, like how it, how bad was I lived in a really nasty place, Brett. Like I had a two-bedroom garden apartment, but it was it was brand new. Like oh. I was the first resident. Me and me and my buddy Zane, who listens to the show, were the first residents. In this apartment, and uh, we moved in, and it was pretty clean. The carpet was white. Why do they do that? I don't. I don't. It wasn't white. It was like off white, but it was. They make it bright. I think they make it light so that they can hold it against you on the security deposit Uh, because they can they can point out stains and shit. And then, so they redid the asphalt outside of the apartment in the parking lot at. Over the course of the year that we lived there. And, you know, none of us took our shoes off. And then we were tracking that tar through the house. So the carpet just had dark. It was just had like boot prints everywhere. Boot, black boot prints. And we had a TV that had to have uh, uh wire hangers. Because our cable got disconnected so fast, dude. The first time I signed up for cable... I signed up for all of the channels and wow. also ordered wrestling, both wrestling pay-per-view companies, pay-per-views, WCW and WWF at the time. I ordered both, which is 30 bucks a pop on each one of those. And uh, uh, it was turned off in two months. Yeah. I just didn't. I always got pissed at my parents growing up because they wouldn't get all the channels. And I'd be like trying to watch something. I'd be like, oh, everything I want to watch is on Showtime. And I'd be like, come on, man. What's the well, point of having cable if you're not going to get all the channels? Well, my cable was, it would we would always turn on the cable and they would have a 1-800 number that you were supposed to call. So I would always be yelling at my parents like, because that was the first bill to go. Oh, like yeah. everything else is important. But the, the, the cable is like, fucking read a book or do something else. You They're know? the quickest to turn it off too. I don't know if people yeah, know this. They and don't the like cable promise companies. Yeah, the cable company turns you off quicker than anybody because it's one of – the other companies have to jump through some sort of a hoop. Right. You know, back back in the day, like landlines, they had to jump through hoops to be able to turn off the phone. They had to jump through hoops to turn off, you know, gas, electric. Turn off the heat in the winter, shit like that. Yeah, but for cable, they don't – you can just turn it off because it's a luxury. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember months at a t- I remember trying to pay for cable and then eventually saying, like, we're not we're not cable people. Like, I remember telling my girlfriend at the time, like, I don't want to pay this bill anymore. We, we've just racked up four hundred dollars in back charges and we haven't even even been getting a fucking service. So we're DVDs now. We're DVDs and books. That's what we do. There's no fucking cable anymore. What about Internet? Well, yeah, absolutely. Internet. Yeah, so you but go, go to somebody. Yeah, I mean, I fucked a up. Go to different company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's- God, yeah, I did that a lot, too. But there was only one company when I moved out. So you couldn't sign up with the other next company. So, like, it was just like, yeah, I'll have all the channels. Because it seems pointless to have cable and not have all the channels. Not knowing how much those channels cost. Yeah. Those premium channels are not cheap. Like, it's like 15 bucks a month to have HBO. Yeah, at the time, which was then added it's back on. to it. Huh? It's back to the same price, like YouTube TV, sling. All of that is the same price. I remember I had a, a, a conservative buddy back in the day that was like, you know, you're complaining about your cable bill. You want everything to be all a cart, but you're going to be paying ten dollars to everybody around town. You're going to be paying two hundred dollars a month instead of just paying for cable. Uh, yeah, that's what the cable company would say, too. They were right. They were actually yeah. Right. Yeah, because you would get a a bundle. They would be able to bundle the prices. Now, yeah, you're paying for... God, I gotta think I pay $150 a month in streaming service charges. I have to think that at the very... And I don't pay for YouTube TV. Street Fight does. Right. That doesn't come out of my money, but I think I I have Hulu, Netflix, uh, Paramount+, Plus, HBO Max... Disney Plus and, uh, what's the other one I have? CBS All Access? Uh, Amazon, CBS All Access is now Paramount Plus. Oh, gotcha. So that's what it is. And I think the family is starting to warm up to Discovery Plus now. And I'm like, we're not getting it. It's just, that's not happening because there's nothing on there I want to watch. If, if, it, I think the rule in the house now is going to be if all three of us aren't don't have something on the service, we're not getting a fucking service. That's going to be the rule. Because it, it's just kind of like if the, like, if we, I'm not going to get a service for two of us or yeah. one of us, you know, all three of us have to be like, I want stuff on this service. Because to tell you the truth, I could cancel Netflix now if I wanted to. And if I was allowed, I'm not allowed to cancel anything. Do it. You and when, should. When I first started Street Fight, if you'll remember, people that have been around since the very beginning, I was going through this with canceling cable. They wouldn't let me cancel cable. They just would not let me do it. I would say, we got to cancel cable and just get the streaming services. That's going to be cheaper. We just get Netflix. And uh that's fine. I didn't have any idea I was going to end up starting to pay for Hulu and it was going to end up being $16 a month. And I was going to have to pay for HBO Max and it was going to be $16 a month. I mean, I feel like it's hard for me to tell if I have access to more stuff than I did when cable was out. But I do think i I think the best thing I can say for it is is that I value the time I watch t v now more than I did when I had cable mm-hmm. and and you know, my wife is the total opposite way. she w- watches youtube t v all day that's it. she doesn't care. she just yeah. wants something to be on the t v you know yeah, and i don't I-, I I've made a rule in my life that I will not watch t v just With, to watch TV. Without an intention. Yeah. I want to be intentional. If I got turn the fucking thing on, I'm watching this show, and that's going to be what it is. Um, you yeah, might get down. Here's how I do subscriptions. I run them through Apple, like the Apple TV, because oh, on, your, on your phone, you can click on your name, and you can go to manage subscriptions. So what I do is I sign up for them, and then I cancel them immediately. I sign up for Shudder. I pay $4.99 because I want to watch a movie on Shudder and then I cancel it. And then the next time when we go to Shudder, they're going to say, you need to pay $4.99. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I, I cancel Netflix until, until the family is like, hey, this new thing came out on Netflix. We want to watch it. And it's like, well, rejoin it then. But I'm not going to pay for it in the background. I, I don't, some of the, there are services that we use all the time, but for the, the extra stuff, I cancel it every single month until I have to use it again. Game yeah. flies the same way. Like I would rent a game and then cancel it and then wait until I wanted to rent a game again. That's baller though. That's smart to cancel stuff. Cause then you do get to keep it till the end of the month. Right. Yeah. So and, and you're going to get what you want out of it. And then the next time you, the, it's going to be three months later, but the next time you go back, it's like, all right, I'll start it up. The issue with that is that I would come over here and then they'd be like, Hey, why isn't, this random, why isn't Apple TV Plus working? It's like, motherfucker, you I haven't watched Apple TV. I have Apple TV Plus too. <laughs> but like on a freebie? No. I paid oh, them. they were handing out free subscriptions for, for a bunch of stuff, I thought. They were, but then they fucking took, for some reason, they got me to fucking pay for them somehow. I don't know how that happened, but somehow I'm paying for that. So uh, they only charge me every few months. It's $4.99. So. Uh, i guess it's fine it's all like right. whatever so that I is- do somebody in the chat i do pay for means tv every month oh i do also pay for means tv every month even though i work for them so that's another streaming service i have it's i mean they have good stuff plus spotify which is yeah that was not going away though they like spotify took control of all music yeah it's super expensive though it is very is expensive. it and that's not worth spending 14- bucks that's one cd did you buy one CD a month? Yes. Every time I got paid, I went and fucking looked at CDs. That's true. <laughs> as soon, soon as say, I had some money. Months, I didn't buy a CD, but that's not even true at all. Constantly. DVDs, though, I didn't. Actually, that's not DVDs, true. I didn't. I bought mad DVDs. I'm a renter. I'm always a renter. I'm not an owner. I'm I, I don't. I, I'm very fickle about things. There's no, nothing I'm going to want to own forever. DVDs, yeah. Owning DVDs seems like the craziest thing in the world to have. Like, to me now, it's like, so I'm going to buy Spinal Tap, and I'm actually going to want to watch it again right. a second time? I mean, fuck, I had movies that were still in the shrink wrap. Yeah. Because I just got them because I thought I wanted them, and I didn't. Uh Let's do one more here. How do you professionally tell your boss you're not going to do something? Ooh. Not being insubordinate, but I'm not traveling, especially during a pandemic. That's... That's a maybe, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. I think this is an occasion where you have to be ready to quit. And you just got to go in there for for my money. You just got to go in there and say, no, I'm not going to do it. You said the word. I am not traveling, especially during a pandemic. Like, that is what I would say to them. But then in the end, you know. They might tell you that your job depends on it. Like that might be something that comes up in this situation, you know? Uh uh. I told yeah, my I th- boss no a lot though. A lot. And and never really saw a lot of pushback from that. Yeah, I don't I don't think you should be adverse to saying no. I do think it helps to know the rule book and and like we've we've talked about before. What job you got hired for, you know, if they ask you to do something that's outside of what you were hired for, you can just say, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't have an expertise in that, so I, I don't know. Uh, maybe if you give me additional training or, or a raise, I'll do it. Um, for COVID stuff, I would just say no, and then f- you're going to have to find out what the punishment for that is. Like, they're going to have to work you through the internal process of the company and then spit you out on the other side. Yeah, it seems like though the COVID thing, unless you're working for a small business, seems like they can't really. Oh no, they can't. If you were, if it's a big company, they're just going to be like, all right, well, you deferred, and you might not get your full raise on the next review. It's not fair. I'm not saying it's a job they want you to fly. If 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 it's a place that's willing to pay you money to fly somewhere, they have a lot invested in you. Um, but you probably are going to be on the shit list too. I don't know. I could see a small business like sending you to like a Tony Robbins convention or something like one that, one that like, uh, they're trying to motivate their employees and shit like that. But I think you're right. Probably if they're, if the job is flying you somewhere, you might be okay. Just saying no, but I, yeah. I mean, flying there's, there's, jobs. The people I know that have flying jobs. The people that I know that have jobs where if you move, they will cut you a check to pay for moving expenses. You can usually go up to them and say, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah, really? You just say no. Like the, the you need to be able to say no to your boss. Like that's just I know that that's not part of the hustle and grind mentality. But like uh, I said, no, all the time in my career. And sure, I don't still work somewhere, but I did work at places. I've worked at a call center for two years. I worked at a cable company for seven years. I worked at like Chuck E. Cheese for 13 months. Like I had jobs for long periods of time and I somehow got through and I said, no, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And there's lots of suckers that will do it instead. People love traveling for work. Yeah. It's just, it's just, people do it there's so many people that want to do it this is like we talk about all the time like being the bad employee at work is like you can be you can be the curmudgeon like don't fuck it up but if you're known at the if you're known as the curmudgeon at work but they don't want to let go of you then enjoy your position yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true that's the show for this week we'll Thanks see you tomorrow straight fight. tonight yeah we're doing the D&D stream on Thursday night I, I, you're you're probably hearing this as it's coming out. but Or it's over. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Street Fight Radio. You'll be able to watch the replay of it as well. So if you're into that, follow us on there. Um, we'll be doing those streams. We're working with uh, Katie. Uh, you can follow them at uh, twitter.com slash Miz, Moxie Cotton. Uh, they're also a great uh, TikTok follow as well. Uh, my name is Brett. My host is Brian. Thank you for everybody in the chat. Y'all are wonderful. Shoop and Alf Diwelli and Kudzu was in there. Psychic Gasoline. Everybody. Rib Crib. These names are just fucking blowing my mind. I would have, I, my name on, my name on Google is Brett Payne. I didn't like pick a, something else that was like sounded cool. Yeah. Uh, but we will see you uh, on the internet. That's where we're at. And then we're taking calls this Sunday. Peace. <laughs>
1: like I'm Rambo, my heart cold. I'm cutting ties. They call me cutthroat. Suited up, oh I'm switching clips with my eyes closed. Fuck the 50, I beat the case and killed my rivals. Go read your Bible. I'm out the trenches like I'm Rambo, my heart cold. Cut my ties. They call me cutthroat. Suited up, oh I'm switching clips with my eyes closed. Fuck the 50, I beat the case and killed my rivals. When we in traffic You bring the semi I bring automatic I'm dressing all black Like I work at a chapel I'm not with the march With signs and the chants So fuck you came with, nigga I only pray to my pistol And I probably paid the price different Bitch, I refuse to be a victim yeah, Made me an animal Now you critique my behavior Funny I don't hear none of it I just want my reparations Bitch We know the real reason You've been acting so anxious yeah. The numbers don't lie Your people are really in danger Don't it Toe Tag King, I'm flamed up, red, black, green Take one sip, bada-boom, bang. Got bad bitches thinking that I sing I'm a hundred on a scale of one to ten I got a bunch of contraband It ain't a thing, I need a bunch of models Fuck a wedding ring and I'm no thesaurus Stop preparing me for fuck's sake Look at these cupcakes Yeah, I'm rough like a buck breaking a. arm I- Close case, bitch, I'm good on my worst days, first off, put that on Mike's grave, I'ma take what they never gave me, no picking favorites, pick your poison, nigga, raw like coat, hang abortion, not satisfied till I see the corpse off the frazzle drip, I'm about to crash the Porsche, I paid a pretty penny just to write it off, I'm in a different city with a different broad, no travel pass, nigga, fuck the law, fuck your feelings to the moon and stars, peace to the gods, arm, leg, leg, arm, head with the camouflage, I'm Rambo, talk, 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 Copping all these sambo's, my eyes closed, smoking hydro. I'm my only rival. Ten toes, if you scared, nigga, read your bible. I'm out the trenches like I'm Rambo. My heart cold, cut. I'm cutting ties. They call me cutthroat, suited up. Oh, I'm switching clips with my eyes closed. Fuck the 50, I beat the case and killed my rivals. Go read your bible. They call me cutthroat, suited up. Oh, I'm switching clips with my eyes closed. Fuck the 5 oh, I beat the case and killed my rivals. Go read your Bible.